most DTC brands will die over the next five years. Now, that's a pretty dramatic statement, but nonetheless, that's what we'll talk about in today's episode on the e-commerce uptick. And by the way, this is my first podcast episode, and it's been long overdue. I've been procrastinating, not really getting going with this, but I'm excited, and we're finally here. And this podcast is, you know, it's called e-commerce uptick, so it's going to be everything related to e-com. You know, we're not just going to talk about zero. We're going to talk about email. We're going to talk about apps, uh, anything you can really use in order to boost your your business, right? Um, it's going to be diving super deep uh, over time. I hope to interview people, e-commerce brands, some of our c- clients and customers. But yeah, it's going to be deep. Um, every episode is going to be around 10 minutes. So yeah, excited to take this uh, on the road and get this started. But anyway, let's get straight into the topic at hand here. We're going to talk about why I think that most e-com brands will die over the next five years, especially D2C. So the number one the number one reason, and I think this rings true to a lot of the people listening to this, is that most D2C brands are dependent on one ad channel, right? And if you are one of those brands, you have a very shaky foundation because Meta, Google, TikTok, whoever you're working with can't just take away your entire business in one algo update, right? And I see it over and over and over, just dependency on one channel, it kills a brand. There's no way you can actually scale and have a reliable business if you have one channel. And I know a lot of our clients that we've been working with that are dependent on one channel, they're having a difficult uh, time selling their business because, you know, you got these uh, VCs and you know investors, they don't want to buy a brand um, where they can see that it's so shaky, right? So the first thing you should do if you wanna be here in five years is get onto a second platform. Let's just that be the only goal you really have um, because yeah, I could say uh, you need five platforms, but that's way too much, right? So go with one platform, uh, one additional platform. So if you're on Meta, try out Google and TikTok or get started with affiliate or something like that. But you need to get into other channels as well. And I think this leads us naturally to the second sort of reason why a brand will die, which is they are obsessed with pixels. And, you know, the good brands that actually survive, they have already said to themselves, you know what, we're not going to stress about pixels anymore. For all our advertising, we know it's going to go away. And we have already made a sort of uh, realization that we can no longer look at an ad channel and and basically say, you know, this ad is better than that ad, right? So they look more at blended ROAS and basically what how is our marketing percentage developing over time? So of our total revenue, how much are we spending on marketing? And as long as that one is steady and that we have good margins, we're in a good place. So try to go away from obsessing over ROAS on you know every single ad and just look at the big picture. And that's how you can make, you know, TV, outdoor, radio, and all these, like, let's say, historic uh, platforms work even today. Because a lot, there's actually a lot of really interesting opportunities out there in terms of being able to buy ad space and real estate out there in the real world because everyone is on Facebook these days. And the way that these brands are able to say, you know what, we're going to try out a TV campaign mixed with, you know, a TikTok campaign, and then we're going to be doing, you know, podcast sponsorships, is that they look at 
the percentage they're spending on marketing and not so much you know going nitty-gritty into every single detail the brands that have to hack every single ad they're running in order for it to work are actually the brands that will not be here anymore because you can't hack your ads over and over and over at one point it's going to break and you're it's not going to be able to work anymore basically um so let's go to the third point which is that um the brands that will flourish and do well over the next five years they're they're basically obsessing over their customers and making them brand ambassadors and what i mean by that is they know that in order to get that scale they need brands they need they need brand ambassadors because they will spread the message so allow your customers to spread the word and basically in order to do that you need to make them so happy that they become raging fans and you can only do that by exceeding their expectations so if you have a business right now an e-com business and you're wondering like ah, it's not really scaling well i'm spending more and more money on advertising well it's because every single customer you get into the store they are not telling their friends about your brand and that's a huge problem so i would say one of the biggest things you can fix right now for your business is how can we do more for our customers how can we exceed the exceed their expectations that could be the the email flow they get after they buy obviously a great shopping experience uh, it can be the packaging that they get you know how everything is packed together it might exceed their expectations obviously there's the, the quality of the product which has to be outstanding so if you're getting complaints you're getting customer service saying to you oh i'm not really uh we're seeing a lot of bad you know press are we getting customers saying that you know our product doesn't live up to the expectations we're getting a lot of refunds well this is where you should start once you fix this and get people excited about being your customer they will tell everyone about it and you will realize that your ROAS will go up that your marketing percentage will come down that it, will, it gets easier to scale and honestly you have to look at this almost like um, almost like what happened with COVID Basically, when you have a virus that spreads, you can see how fast it spreads. You can use statistical uh, numbers in order to understand when the whole world will get affected by a virus. And although that sounds crazy and, is, and like, where am I going <laughs> to go with this? Well, actually, you can look at your customers and see how many of them are actually spreading the word about your business. And if that percentage is too low, basically it's mathematically impossible to be profitable at scale so all dc brands that know what they're doing they understand these numbers they survey customers they constantly ask them how likely are you to recommend a product to a different uh, to a friend or to a peer and if that is not high enough they go back to the drawing board and say how can we deliver more quality right so that's the next thing and number four is and this is pretty dramatic as well mobile only focus right this is something that any DTC brand that want to survive will need to switch to stop thinking about desktop completely because it's going to go away completely and so yes you might still have 30 40 percent of your sales on desktop but honestly if you're on Shopify today everything is optimized for desktop as a standard you need to review all your ads all your designs everything you're doing with mobile only focus right so, and that's a big mistake. You know, I see so many D2C brands are still testing on desktop. They're still focusing all the time. 
but you're losing out. You cannot get your business to become profitable because you're not paying enough attention to mobile. Uh, and so go back to the drawing board there, look at that, and also make sure everyone in the organization is saying the same thing, that mobile is our only focus, right? So that's really, really, really important. Now, the fifth thing is for bigger DTC brands, but most brands that will die will basically be faced with super high overhead and basically hiring a massive in-house team, maybe even single location. And the brands that will survive, they will do the opposite. They will not have an expensive office. They will not have the, not have everyone in the same location. They will be using a multicultural team. They will be using Upwork. They will be using um, different hiring boards across the world. They will be using technology that allows them to basically go and hire people um, using apps that translates everything in real time and so on. You don't even need to speak the same language anymore because there are actually technology out there that can translate what you're saying in real time. And so I think if you really want to work out at scale, you really need to consider dropping that office and have a multicultural team. You can find amazing developers in Eastern Europe. You can find great customer service in the Philippines. You can find amazing designers in South America. Like this is just the beginning and I'm using that myself because I believe that is the best way forward. It also creates a better team of, you know, people of different religions, different teams. And I think it creates a much better company where we have more empathy and understanding of how to sell to a worldwide audience. So if you are a company trying to expand or you want to expand in the future, this is going to help you greatly. But the number one thing, which I think everyone can, can kind of understand right away, is that if you drop that office and you go remote, then you will massively drop your expenses. And this is really important if you want to work out at scale. Number six uh, is that most of the brands that will actually survive will have influencers uh, and customer ambassadors, we talked a bit about that, be the main point of sales. Basically, they're going to be driving all the sales in the future. And the way we consume today, the way we are influenced about how we actually want to buy is going towards and is already there actually towards influencers and customer ambassadors. Word of mouth has existed for thousands of years, but it's becoming increasingly important with all the availability of brands online and the scams and people you know, losing money. People are going back to trusting the word of a peer, a friend, a family member, but also of the idols they look up to, the influencers they're inspired by. So focusing on that is way more important than focusing on you know, the best act creative or whatever. So that's how you can actually scale really, really well. The way you create raving fans, which was uh, uh, something we talked about al already, is actually to get customer ambassadors, but also influencers, people, you know, people that are seen as, you know, the go-to for a specific type of product, a sport, or maybe it's an influencer, maybe who's just a mom, but showing her life and she's super inspirational and whatever she recommends, you know, a baby product, then everyone listens, right? Finding the influencers in your industry and utilizing them will be super, super, super important for you to actually um, grow your sales. 
and having them associated with your brand is what makes everything possible. That's how your ads actually scale. That's how you actually get you know raging raving fans that actually go out of their way to spread the word about your business, right? So I can't tell you how important it is for you to focus on influencers if you actually want to be here in five years. Number seven is full transparency in your production and supply chain. And I think a lot of us, is, we're still not there. We haven't been so, sort of focused on that, but big DTC brands will have to open the gates and show everything completely transparent. Uh, you know, it's not an issue with boomers and so on, like older generations on, but you know, um, Gen Z and millennials and so on, like everyone will demand that you show everything about your production, which factory you were using, uh, what you know, certificates do you have, how much CO2 does every single product uh, emit into the atmosphere, and so on and so on. So this is going to become really important. And I know a lot of you will sort of like say, ah, whatever, it's not important. But honestly, the longer you wait, the harder it will be for you to infl um, implement in the future. And it can be one of those sort of silent ways that customers leave you instead of and go to your competitors that understand this. So I would definitely say implement this. You have nothing to lose. If someone wants to copy you, they're gonna do it anyway. So just be totally transparent with everything in your supply chain. Number eight is how AI is actually gonna be extremely important in order to drive you know, average order value, lifetime value, and conversion rate, and click-through rate, and all that stuff. And we are seeing that at Purple Fire as a CEO agency, how we're using apps, how we're using software in order to optimize experiences. So basically today you can customize your cart, you can customize your checkout, depending on the user's browsing history throughout the website, what ads they were exposed to, and all this can be adjusted in real time. So what you will need right now is all your upsells across your product pages, your category pages, how it basically organizes a category page should be based on AI today because you can get way, way higher sales. A category page is usually filtered by best-selling products, but if a user has shown specific uh, interest in certain products, you will need to influence the order based on what complements that product really well. Maybe they already have something in the cart, right? And the same thing goes for the checkout uh, and uh, the card area and all that stuff. Even the product pages, you know, product pages, you can show things that pairs well with bundles. Those bundles and pairings should be updated in real time based on how people are shopping on your site. So this is a huge thing that I really believe that any brand that's not doing it will lose out uh, and will lose out so much that eventually it will drive you out of business. So point number nine, we're getting through the list now, is customer-led product development. And again, this is something a bit more futuristic, but we fully believe when we see these trends already that customers want to basically be the drivers when it comes to product development. They want to say to the brand, hey, this is what we want next. This is what we want. Like we want this colorway. We want this type. We want this feature. And if you're not including customers in that journey, you're really, really missing out on a lot of customer loyalty. 
also basically you'll be failing to take advantage of the trends you're seeing um, from the customers so what you want to do is you want to survey your customers through email uh, through so social media and you want to call out and ask them what colorways they like better what features they want to see next uh, or new products if, if it's you know relevant for your brand and literally ask them because basically this serves two things number one they feel heard they feel engaged and that's what you need in order to get a customer to be super happy about being your customer and second of all you make sure that you hit the nail right on the head when you're developing new products so it's really really important that you include your customers in uh, all your product development so that's the next thing i really want you to implement now the final thing that's really important if you want to survive over the next five years is expansion international expansion you cannot anymore just rely on selling your brand locally because you're going to be basically uh, out of the competition is going to outrun you because they are going to go international they will get lower costs they will get more international demand which will basically make it possible for them to beat you in every way possible um, and today it's super easy to expand worldwide you know you got the third party warehouses that you can just hook up to in in a matter of a week or so send the product there everything is digital you can live wherever you want in the world and, and run your business, which is truly amazing today. So if you want to stay in the game, you need to think international expansion because your competitors, they're all thinking that, right? And it's easy. So just hook up with an international 3PL, uh, use a AI, use international talent to translate everything. Shopify has multiple uh, country, check out different currencies, all that is just included, right? So it's easy to set it up. So make sure you already think about that now, because if you don't, you're going to be running your business into the ground. Anyway, that was my top 10 for this week. Uh, hopefully you could use that. Let me know uh, if this was useful for you, and uh, I'll be sure to record more episodes like this.